Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello, everyone. And Ash Millman. Hello. Now, we've already done our blind ranking of the actual, objective, clearly respected by the world games of the year. And you can go and find the video for that on the channel. Um, but basically, the whole point of that was that everybody got to blind rank their favorites, um, which assigned different points to them. Number one was 20, et cetera, et cetera, from the top 20 candidates of all the year. Um, and then when we got to the top 10, um, we revealed all of that stuff. But I thought we could just do a host of different podcasts, cherry picking the best things to talk about with some of the best people so this one is on Resident Evil 2 Um, so as an opening question um, why did you guys have it as your game of the year it was it ended up as game of the year overall but it's pretty damn good I think simply put it's probably one of the best (laughs) remakes for a video game that exists in the current industry Mm -hmm. I feel like in terms of the amount of love that the dev team poured into it, the amount of respect that they paid to the original as well, but also advancing it enough so that it felt like a very fresh experience, Mm. even for veterans alike. I honestly cannot say... I can say a lot. I can, well, actually, I can say some <laughs> bad stuff about it, but I, but it's overwhingly positive. Right. Overwhelmingly. I you, I think you got. Did you get the platinum on it? You did. A I lot did on indeed. This thing. I absolutely lived on this game for about a month and a half, and mm. I was doing lots of speed runs. I was watching tips. I was trying to get through every single one of the extra DLC mode things that they added out. Honestly. I, I haven't gone back to it since. Mm-hmm. That would be my one negative, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of just the experience from start to finish, I left it thinking to myself, oh, I've played through this campaign mode for uh, three or four times mm-hmm. back to back. I'm going to go and do another one tonight. <laughs> like it just, it's, Because it was it, uh, each campaign, once I whittled down the hours, mm-hmm. it only came to about sort of like... Two hours, one Once hour, you get used to it, you can absolutely like fire through it. Like, yeah. it, it kind of does promote like replayability. How much did you get through that? Oh, I, yeah, I finished it. I loved it. I, uh, I really like it for just a short game that has <laughs> everything that you want in it. Like, it's a good 12 hour campaign. Mm-hmm. Like, for the first time you play it, maybe not two hours in one night, Julian Gill, <laughs> but um, a good 12 hours from uh, just the Leon campaign. You get the Claire yeah. one as well. So, I just think it's uh, it's a wonderful little tight narrative and has loads of fun, like puzzles as well as combat. Mm-hmm. I think the way that it balances tone along with um, 
fun, innovative gameplay is really good. And uh, coming at it as a new player to the Resident mm. Evil franchise, which um, I feel like balances out your like old school knowledge of the the ones that all the ones that came before. Uh-huh. Was this your first Resident Evil? Yeah, yeah, this is my wow, first one. Wow, that is that's, fascinating. That's mad. Because yeah. like, it's weird in the current climate, you never get games that do the like puzzle-based progression, or yes. not that much anyway, mm. um, especially in something that's like being a horror or like a, like a you know with shooting elements or whatever. Um, did that stuff stick out? Like, as we're like, oh, go find these three coins, then go find this weird bone key yeah. and whatever. Yeah, I expected, I always expected Resident Evil to be like Call of Duty with zombies, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I had this really weird impression of it that uh, I just hadn't challenged. Because you've seen the trailer for Resident Evil 6. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I just hadn't challenged it from all of the recent Resident Evils, and I knew the old ones were classics. Like, I played bits of them, but I'd mm. never all, gone all the way through properly and seen, like, friends play them and stuff. But, like, I'd obviously just warped it in my head to something that it wasn't. So actually getting into it and being like, okay, no, this is a really measured um, puzzle-based game with a bit of zombie avoiding rather than oh my god okay let me hack my way through these liquors right uh, was really interesting and mm. like like i say um i've said before like it, it got me into the franchise of resident evil as a whole because i was mm, like oh, okay yeah. here's my introduction point let me go and have a little dab with all these other things and see what i can get from it so it's like mm-hmm. it's it's just a fantastic game for introductions and for veterans as you so i was going to mention like they they obviously like overhauled the way that it controls the way that it looks and everything but like one of the things that used to be a staple of re was always this like isometric camera or like really yeah. specific mm-hmm. camera placement that like kind of got like it kind of clashed with some of the tank controls and you know, you're holding up as your character runs off one perspective and then, it would and then you run the wrong way yeah. when it comes to the next thing um, but like it's more for jewels I guess but in the same time it's like what kind of made you check this one out but like that difference between isometric horror versus like over the shoulder stuff do you think that is just a way better way to do a Resident Evil game I mean it's it's like comparing two different things mm. it's almost quite weird thinking of this as being <clears throat> the Resident Evil 2 remake because it is so different yeah. to how it plays now, I will always have a soft spot for the early Resident Evils Same. because that fixed camera perspective, not being able to see all of your location, not having control is a perfect way to create a sense of fear and dread within mm-hmm. the player because you then put a noise that's outside. You can, ta- um, what's it called when it's um, not part of the scenery, but it's... Uh, the whole diegetic That's thing? the one, yeah. So, yeah. so you've got some sound that you know is in the real world, but you can't see where it's right. coming from. You then round the corner and boom, there's a zombie. Boom, there's something horrible to look at. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, that is shocking because it's like a movie. Ooh. It's like, Whoa. <laughs> look at this square man. And, I, and, I, and to be honest, I'm hey, very, back in the day, that was terrifying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably one of the few people that really loves that no <clears throat> tank controls. Mm. Because oh no, the, I'll stick up for them too. I think that they're absolutely brilliant. In fact, it was one of the uh, the bugbears that I had when it came to the first Resident Evil remake that they did. In that they said you can either play it with the uh, new controls, which yep. were like run around and using the analog stick, or the tank controls. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Why is it defaulted to these new controls? It was put a it weird... the, it's, it, it's still a fixed perspective. Put it to the tank controls. Yeah, yeah. the tank thing's strange because it did it did contribute to like the horror feeling because exactly. it was like, I can't get away, oh my God, yes, like, I'm trying yeah. to shake this thing off me or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it makes you look like the worst trained special <laughs> forces in the world if you're running on like, hold on. Oh, <laughs> going to rotate. Bit, let me line up Whoa. my shot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> also, back then, you had no idea if it was actually going to like land on a shot. You had no aiming reticle. There was just nothing at all. Right, okay. So we had a discussion <laughs> about how much you loved the Resident Evil 2 shotgun. Once yes. you've got that and like a fully upgrade it, and you yeah. just start running up stuff and like by head. Yeah. In in the original one, when you're playing that, you have to wait until they are right in front of you mm. and then aim up at the last second and just blast them apart. It was terrifying yeah. because you're like, oh god, this is just holding on to your gun, like I'm going to shoot you at some point. It's happened to me before. I was yeah. over at my cousin's house when he first got this game back in like 1996, right. I believe for the, the I rest think, of the yeah, first six or seven, yeah. 
when he got that, he was like, oh, come and have a look at this. And he missed the shot. And I remember him going, oh, like that. And I was still like, oh, I don't like this. Because then you got locked into the hole. The, the zombie gets a hold of you. And then it's like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't get it off me. And it's like, I don't really, I'm not fully like comfortable with the controls. All yeah. that stuff used to just work together. Um, but like I said, they've done such a great job of like upgrading all that yes. stuff. Because they do make you way more capable as a player in this. Mm. Like, you know, you can't turn on the spot and you can nail headshots and you're more comfortable. But for me, the horror comes more through um, some of the atmospheric stuff. Like yeah. the first time that you unlock, you like make one of the, the shutters go up to the right side of the building mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you go down one of the corridors and all you see at the end of the corridor is like this moonlit window with a zombie at the window and the shadow casts all the way down the corridor back towards yeah. you. It's so, um, I can't think of the word <laughs> cinematographic, I was going to say. <laughs> Cinematic is the word that I want. Um, but it's, you know, it invokes all those like old school like zombie horror films yeah. and like it's almost like a jump scare but like a dynamic jump scare because mm -hmm. whenever you turn to see that, that immediately hits you. It's that, I love all things like that. It's like one of the very first um, uh, scares you get in the mm -hmm. original Resident Evil is when you encounter the liquor in the yeah. liquor corridor and you, oh we should talk and, about the liquor oh, and, you, and, you, and you hear the droplets of blood and you yeah. go down and then Leon looks up and his little plasticine face that he had <laughs> because of Resident <laughs> Evil PS2, PS1 uh -huh. graphics but in this version in the remake obviously you hear it and you hear the clacking of the nails mm. and it just suddenly comes out of nowhere and you're like oh yeah. blooming hell uh -huh. you get like a little cutscene with it don't you yeah. it's one of the few points where it actually goes okay here's like a mini cutscene whilst you're in the middle of uh, doing like actual walking down the corridor like it's the smallest one mm. and then I was like what the hell is yeah. What's this whole thing? Like, <laughs> just... another zombie, and then it drops down and does a big lick. And it's, it's all I can't think if the if it's universal that you we all. I think everybody encounters the first liquor at the same point. It's the yeah. corridor yes. on the top yeah, yeah, floor by yeah, the yeah. stars office, I think. Yeah, 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 and it's like that bit when you open the door and you know it's in the corridor ahead of you somewhere, but it's all smoky and mm -hmm. like the windows broken in. There's mm -hmm. rain there and mm -hmm. everything. Like that is like masterful horror, like yeah. for me, like because you, re you really have to like super slowly walk and you can't crawl, but you crawl your character. You move him like feather it so slowly. It was when you find out in the remake especially that uh, the lickers can't see you if you walk because yes. they have no eyes because mm. their brain is like obviously blown out of their head mm -hmm. but there's that lovely bit where you go back down into the police station and you go down to the right once you've opened that shutter you're talking about yeah. and you have to go back through that area again and you know that the zombies climbed through the window last time that you came down so you're like <laughs> right, I'm ready for that but as soon as you go there you hear the little clack 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 and you're <laughs> like wait what and you have to run and got the, them chasing you mm -hmm. and the zombies and it's utterly Honestly, like it, it, it made me think of like, I mean, like when you like, chase a spider in your room and you lose oh, it for a bit and you like god. turn around and it's right there and yeah. it's like, oh god it's like waiting like there was a bit in that bit in that uh, in that um, part of the environment where you're walking through the corridor and I couldn't find I could hear it breathing but yeah. I couldn't see it and I turned around and it was on the roof above oh. me yeah. I had that like full on like oh there's a spider in the house like style <laughs> reaction to it uh, which is just awful but did you guys do the thing where you expended like most of your inventory to kill one or did you always try and get past no, it no I was I was proper like uh, to begin with I was like shoot 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 and then I realised <laughs> um, oh my god ammo is really limited like yes, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing here like I kept trying to find gunpowder just squish it together be like please get me through because mm -hmm. um, I like I, I kept trying to run past zombies and not do it oh, properly really? yeah. so try and run past get grappled be like ah ah and then try and like <laughs> stab them and everything I was like I, there were so many that just had bits of my equipment like in them just like yeah. that weren't yeah. dead yeah. but like, I was like I need my knife back please sir that's um, great but yeah no I, like I, my whole experience of the Resident Evil narrative was panic like blind right, right, panic yeah. all the time and then once I went through it again I was like right let me approach this in a measured way let me shoot a couple or mm. maybe find something that like uh, makes someone go over here like have a look around mm -hmm. but yeah um 
initially it was blind panic, shoot everything, use as much ammo as I had. Like if I have it in my pocket, I'm gonna use it, like right. sort of thing. Then it got to the point with all the dogs in the um in the bit where you're in the car park. Yes. And I was like, Oh, I've got no guns, got yeah. no weapons, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Like, we kinda did that on the um we did like a challenge DLC stream where we tried to get through because they ended up releasing some of that stuff as yeah. DLC, like how far can you get on these certain areas? And that was all about like ammo conservation and yes. making sure you're nailing headshots and stuff, mm. which like you kind of stumble into over time. I think one of the best things is that you get comfortable as uh, Leon and Claire, mm. you get better at the headshots and yeah. shoot them in the knees to take them out and stuff. Well, it's just great. There's an argument to be made that uh, Resident Evil 2 as a gaming experience, the remake, mm. uh, is, a, is, uh, is fantastic. But as a point of horror within the series, it's actually one of the lowest points mm. because right. it's overexposure. Uh, mm. People are saying that this is a much more action, adrenaline-fueled thing, where if you actually look back at the original game, that was at the point, the apex of its fear creation. Mm. Like, it was a genuinely scary game for the time. Yeah. Then Resident Evil 3 came out and started moving things towards the action mm. spectacle. Now, it's kind of like, oh, you're walking through a courtyard with three liquors there, and you're just walking past them like nobody's business because mm. you've done it so many times. Right. It's kind of like the... The fear is dissipated because you're almost like overwhelmed mm. with like, oh, it's I run, do. run now, go this way, like, like it's yeah, yeah. bang. Like, there's a ton of that at the beginning. I, I quite like that you do get comfortable with aspects of it over time because initially you're freaking out at yeah. every little oh, thing. I, and then oh, over yeah. time, the you're like, time that I was like, like when the body falls um, down <laughs> the stairs in the first corridor, I was still like, yeah, But I quite like that. Like over time, like it is like a horror character in a certain scenario that you do get more comfortable. Yeah. It's like okay, like I'm, I'm okay with these things. I'm okay with the zombies and the liquors, and I think I can handle Mister X, and we'll get onto him. In a bit um but like i like that they they always drip feed you something new like yeah i was gonna talk about like that difference between the the slow burn stuff at the start and then the full-on action fair mm. towards the end because i like the the ramp up i like a game to go somewhere over yes. time yeah um and it but at the end like you know you do have a couple of big monster fights it's always against mr x but you have these big mon like big sort of like beastie monster fights um a couple of times in the whole campaign and at the end you're just fighting that giant eye thing that you can just shoot over william birkin's G. yeah, Burke, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a burke isn't he yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah what did you guys think of that stuff because like i guess like you Asher like new to it so it's mm. like did that stuff feel natural or was it like oh what the hell is, what are they doing no it's I really enjoyed different. the growth because it starts off really <coughs> small I think um, you describing it as being a more action based thing I saw someone describe it as like the Terminator 2 to the Terminator oh, like, which I think is a really nice way of describing yeah. the mm -hmm. game because mm -hmm. it feels like it, all the horror stuff's there from like xenomorphy alien stuff to transpose that to zombies mm -hmm. and, but then they do it really tight and then grow and get bigger and more action based mm -hmm. but you obviously have the beginning in the police station where it's tight it's claustrophobic you're learning who your enemies are what's going on mm. Mr. X gets introduced he's stomping around you're like whoa what's going on over there <laughs> so there's, you get all that stuff introduced and then it, as you go on because you've seen so much of it, it you, get, you get more of them that you have to then fight and mm. battle against which mm -hmm. makes it more action based and I think grow, growing that and slowly developing on it was the best way to do it and then mm. once you get into the proper sewers with the uh, the mutants yeah. and then the um, the tree bit where I was just see all the, like, the biotanical or whatever yeah the, the botanical yeah. stuff like all of that like growing uh, from that point and then turning into different horror that was mm. then claustrophobic again and grew out again I thought that was a really nice way of continuing like cycling it but like spiraling it over so you get like oh, okay I'm scared okay now we're just going to kill everything mm -hmm. and then oh, okay I'm scared again now mm -hmm. I'm going to go and kill everything that like, um those weird like um tree grass botanical things like some of the, yeah the ivies are some of the only enemies where you really have to like specifically shoot mm -hmm. them so I guess like at that point that it's like okay we're going to literally challenge to see how well you've taken to the shooting at that point and but they will me, one hit weird. kill you if, mm -hmm. they, yeah, if you don't right. have a thing they'll literally just bite your head off mm -hmm. yeah and I was just like oh that's different. <laughs> they were great. Then. I really now, like the design of those. No, they're, they're great. They leads me to my first negative point. It's games of the year, Jules. I, that's fine. I can still okay. I, just because you don't have to be overtly positive about everything for it to be yes, good. Yes, you do. 
Oh, but you're allowed to be That's negative. That's the pod, pod run. Sorry, I know. you signed up for this. Sorry, I know. <laughs> the, the G spawn, um, <laughs> the 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 offshoots, little baby ones that are in the sewer that come up and rise and try yeah. and grab you. Oh yeah, they can get in the bin. <laughs> like like I like the design of them. I think they're great. But when you have to fight three of them and you're running through that little horrible swampy cesspool. You mean those thing. big mounds of yeah, essentially the, big the, poop? Yeah, the big poop monsters. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like I'm like ah, there's that to me reflects the worst part of the Resident Evil franchise where mm. it's just basically hey look we've just chucked a load of mass together it's just like, yeah. uh, like, like it's, I like that guy I, 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 <laughs> I don't know it's just one of those things where I feel like um, as the series went on it decided that it didn't really understand Silent right let's put Silent Hill up against Resident Evil right Resident Evil was great because it was cinematic horror Silent Hill was amazing because it was uh, psychological horror because of what mm. they all represented and stuff like that and it's mm -hmm. fantastic to farm into that but when it came when they moved apart further and further and further, we've now got sort of like Resident Evil 6 and 7, which was just like, it's a humanoid shape, but it's goo. It's, it's got eyes it's everywhere. Just, yeah, it's got eyes. It's, yeah, but it's, it's, I, I, maybe it's because I don't... I think it's because we, we've played a lot of them over time, because I think if you're new to it, then that's, that feels fresh and worthwhile. I, I just think... I couldn't doing... tell this monster apart from any of the other sort of like spawny style things. I get things. that, I get that. But when you're dealing with... Right. When you're dealing with mutations, <laughs> yeah. when you're dealing with the, the sort of horror that Resident Evil like presents, it's body horror it's yeah. all about the horror of a transformation and things happening to you that you don't control that sort of thing which is a scary aspect of itself but something that we get exposed to loads in media That's as it, it is, is. Mm -hmm. so like yeah we get loads of horror films where it's about the 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 horror of the abject and all that sort of thing and having that in a game is still really interesting and really good I couldn't tell why you don't find mm. it scary but I still think it's a really interesting point to have it from as mm -hmm. much as it doesn't need to represent anything it represents the fear of transformation and yeah. the insides being out and out, things just feeling uncomfortable for for a game to thrive on atmosphere and environment, mm. as Resident Evil does, it needs to focus on its weird, goopy enemies that are mm. body horror. They've, yeah, yeah, they've like kind of gone. If it was, if they were Venn diagrams, they've always overlapped and they've always tried mm. to do bits of each one. Like, yeah, but they've done it to like a detriment over time. Sometimes mm. it's just like, hey, this this person transforms into a giant mold, like the end of Akira, yeah. and there's an eye on their shoulder. There's always an eye on their shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in RE2, they only like only I think it's only really those big mound poop things that are like sort of um, that exemplify like 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 you said a giant massive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they don't go too far with it, thankfully, whereas they have done in some of the older ones. But then if you ask me what my, my favourite sort of encounters are, it's the Birkin encounters yeah. when he yeah. is mutating into something else. But I think it's because we can see it. We can see the direct sort of like mm. chain of command with these like poopy monsters. They're just kind of like, they were new <laughs> enemies designed for the game that mm. replaced the giant spiders and the alligators and stuff oh, like God, that. Oh God, it was always, a giant spider like, in the sewer. And that's, and that's the thing, maybe, that was, maybe <laughs> that's why I was a little bit disappointed with it because the fact that I wanted those giant spiders. Because yeah. imagine that with those <clears> graphics, how disgusting they would look. Because they do, um, they change the giant alligator fight, and they, which, which they, I actually I'm am glad really for. glad they did. They kind of make it a bit too easy, where it's just like stick to one side of the screen and you'll auto win. Uh, Whereas yeah, it was an actual fight yeah. in the old ones. But yeah. um, I still, in terms of taking something that was, like you said, was assumed like a boss battle or whatever. Um, yeah, I guess you quite like that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Uh, that actually like, leads me on to a good point, which is mm. like the boss battles in this game. Like Resident Evil isn't really known for its boss battles. I know that there are some kind of, amazing boss encounters. It's more of in its it. ca boss characters, but then yeah. the actual fights but, are just sort of like shoot it until it dies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, if you go back and play the first three games, like all you do is you go, okay, cool. I'm gonna stand here with the best gun I've got. Shoot, 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 shoot. Oh, you've hit me. Heal, heal. Shoot, 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 shoot. Because like, yeah. there's no point in moving. Mm. You almost can't dodge half of the attacks that are on. Does your rotating move rotate back to shoot again? Yeah. Like yeah. But in this game, I can only pick out maybe like one or two examples of like an okay boss battle. For mm. the most part, they were really good. Like, like, oh, I, I thought you were going to say they were bad. Oh, then. no, 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 like, no, 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 no. Uh, the, the two boss battles that I don't really like yeah. are the um, fight with G at the end when you're on the tram with the minigun mm, as Claire. Yeah. Right. And I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, the crane, the crane, that, yeah, that, like, that, 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 that on the hardest difficulty when you're trying to do it with like mm. like minimum ammo and like two saves in the game. I'm just going, just fall off. That's one of the uh, downsides because, like I said, when we talked about it, the tank controls and you're sort of fighting it, and it kind of contributes to the horror. But something that is a downside of having the over shoulder stuff is that it is bolted to your back. So mm. when you're trying to like evade and you, you kind of like rotate the whole viewpoint, run away from the thing, turn around and hope that it's there's some distance between the two. Yeah. And like yeah, that boss fight hinges on. On trying to uh, lure it into a specific spot, yes. which is very hard to do when you haven't got a zoomed out enough perspective and to it's know exactly as big where as it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah, and you're forever like rotating and moving and rotating. And, and stuff. you're going to get battered by it as yeah. soon as yeah. you near the yeah. point. And everything just restarts again. Yeah. Um, but like that, yeah, there's a lot of different sort of um, movement stuff and ways that they've gone back to. Obviously, what they try to do in RE4 and then applying that to RE2 mm -hmm. that I think overall works, even though like there are some like clumsy bits, I guess, with things like that. Um, what did you guys think of the Mr. X stuff? Because it immediately made me think of Nemesis, yes. which is what oh, they're going to now do. Oh. I didn't actually like him. Are you not fun? No. Why? 
I did, what did you he's like got a little him? fedora on. I think I think he's a great character. I think he's a great concept, mm-hmm. and I think he's good for the game. And I, he improved my gameplay, but I didn't like him just because it was continuously the same thing, like right. hunted down. Like I was more frustrated by the time that he would find me rather than scared. Like mm-hmm. initially, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool, getting hunted whilst I'm doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a really great concept." But as it went on, I was like, "Ooh, lay off, lay off a little <laughs> bit," because it was just constant like do do do. I was like, yeah. "Cool, I've got to run through all the zombies again." And go I did right have again. Um, one bit like that. I think I think loads of people had this where you eventually get the uh, the lever or the crank to uh, move up one of the platforms yeah. inside the library yeah. and it means that you need to go to the middle of the library and then cr- like use this thing and then crank it and, and move it and there's like three or four zombies a bunch of zombies and like and at that point obviously uh, Mr. X is always following you mm. so at that point he's probably in the room with you and you're just trying to you just need to do this one thing mm. and you can't because he's always right there yeah. uh, that was the only time in, in the whole thing where I was like oh please leave me alone he's the only one that I had a gripe with he was right. the only one I was like okay this gra- this, game, this game is great <laughs> but Mr. X please 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 sir there's please. a bit there's <laughs> a bit later on uh, when you go into the clock tower or something and you have yeah. to you have to do something else inside there and it, he does chase you but then he, he like they coded him so he doesn't come into that room mm. um, and there's I, a few rooms yeah. that he's not allowed into like yeah. the safe rooms and stuff like that which <clears throat> makes sense because obviously you you shouldn't have him just popping in well, I love that but, he like leans in and then can't yeah, get in but, that, but I think that's the one problem is mm. that there should have been a mode which allows him to come in there like mm. uh, like as in like, probably no, a mod like no safety or something like that so you can just like come into any room that mm. you're in and I feel like that would be like the true. I bet they probably had a whole bunch of like boardroom conversations where they were just mm. like, initially he probably did start out going everywhere, and then it was like, well, we can't, we can't have him literally in front because you could just save lock yourself. Yeah, well, you'd yeah. save and then you'd uh, start the game. And he's always like, oh, he's there, right? Hi, sort yeah. of thing. Because that we, I don't know, like I'm assuming you guys did this as well, where you're in a save room and you go to leave and he's right there, but he's on the yeah. stairs. Yeah, and so like you kind of feather it where you like <laughs> step. And looks, yeah. Yeah, he turns <laughs> and looks, and you sort of like you step back, and then he goes like, oh, well, I guess you're not there then, and he goes <laughs> to walk away, and then you put one foot forward, and he's like, oh no, you are there, and he like <laughs> comes back down again. My favorite thing is that there's uh, online forums that are described they've come up with theories as to why he can't go in those rooms because obviously he's a bioengineered <laughs> weapon right. he's got some form of programming that from Umbrella Good. and he's therefore not allowed into rooms have, that would have high frequency of agents that either work for Umbrella or um, are working on their payroll. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the development room uh, where the first save room is, that's where Wesker would be a lot because, as we know, he yeah. has that secret dodgy <laughs> film canister in his, uh-huh. in his thing. But, like, it, and then another one is the police chief Irons' thing who's on their payroll. So it would make sense that he wouldn't go into that those totally areas. That totally works. Like, so, yeah. so, I mean, if you want to play it in that law, then mm. they Yeah, go. they could have done with having... Because they, they fit, flesh out that he's this, like, weird, like, super undercover agent that mm. goes in with his little fedora. Undercover my... I know, balls. and it's like he's like eight foot tall, and he's grey, he's bright grey. Um, but he—that's apparently why he looks like a 1950s detective because yeah. he's forever undercover, getting like secret documents and everything. To be fair, he's not finished yet. He was—he was like—he was <laughs> no, like, wasn't to, totally finished, which is why he's got the Gets paper his, like, mache face, back in or whatever, yeah. yeah, and takes his fedora off. Um, what do you guys think of the? Um, I said it might not apply to you, Ash, as much, but like, have you seen the old designs for Claire and Leon? In terms oh, of I've they seen changed the them. blockiness yeah. and like the—it's uh, just the hair. I think it's fantastic <laughs> yeah. when I see the hair. Now, I've played it since. Like, uh-huh. I've, had, I've played a look and had a look at the old game since I've uh, started the remake mm-hmm. but we're looking at their hair is the most fun thing like Leon's little like fluffy like yeah. beautiful <laughs> swishy hair then watching the back one where it's literally just like his blockhead like it's yeah. so good because eventually they patched in that you can uh, unlock those skins you can unlock the original like yeah. polygonal models which or is um, which is just a great shout yeah. another thing that they just showed that the devs who made this love the franchise mm. because it, they could have easily have just gone like oh yeah we'll put some sort of paid for customization stuff mm-hmm. in yeah. but like they did really well with the yeah, costume yeah. they chose they even 
put Ezra Miller in. I know. There's, there's Ezra, all Ezra like Miller. Little... Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller's not that. It's Ezra Walker. I was thinking Ezra Miller's an actor. Yeah, I exactly. He's not in it. No, I wish he was. I wish he wasn't that. He'd be amazing. <laughs> Sneaking around. But Ezra, Ezra Walker was the um, original planned uh, protagonist for Resident Evil 2, but mm. she was scrapped. And so there was like a demo that's still floating around today mm. where you can still play as her. So right. they put her costume in as a mm-hmm. nice little that's reference. Because nice. I was going to say, what did you think of the... Because in the old Resident Evil games, because they did such a big job of being like, okay, these are the heroes. These are the stars. Like, you know, these are like... Like, literally, they're called like stars in the yeah. game. Yeah. Whatever, as well as being stars. But, um, you know, and it was like, you're playing as these, like, not superheroes, but these iconic action mm-hmm. characters. Um, for me, I in the new one, I quite like that they sort of reduced them down and said, well, they're still, like, capable officers and they're still, like, you know, law enforcement or they're still stars members. Um, but they didn't feel, not necessarily overpowered, but, like, they, they kind of designed them down a little bit. Everyone looks a bit more every day. Well, like, it could happen to you kind of thing. You look at Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 mm. is, like, over-the-top action. High and in zombies. 5, it goes even further than that with the punching the boulder scene that mm-hmm. everyone's now familiar with. Here, <laughs> it, we have to remember, it was uh, Leon's first day on the job. Yep. It's just a regular grunt for the uh, raccoon uh, police, PD, the, yeah. r- RPD. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Claire, who is literally just searching for her brother, who obviously does have some experience mm. from the previous game, but mm-hmm. isn't like, you know, fully in, in involved, as it yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did feel like they felt like much more relatable characters. Mm-hmm. They did make a lot of stupid decisions. Like, I mean, <laughs> that chain link fence when they meet up outside with the helicopter crashes, like, oh, do you want to just scale that? Like, yeah. literally... Yeah. It's not even any barbed wire on it. Like, yeah, yeah, nearby, it, like, yeah. just... No, no, don't worry We could have solved all of it. That brings me on to, like, the the multiple playthroughs because the original RE2 had it where it was way more of a mechanic where, like, one character could leave stuff in a safe or another character... In a locker, sorry, so that when you played as someone else, you can go and pick it up and you were sharing items and it kind of got in the way like it was a very some of the puzzles are really hard because you might not have something from an entirely different save mm-hmm. whatever but like what do you guys think of the idea of that stuff because like a lot of the multiple um, playthroughs kind of break the timeline like they they wreck on it for whoever you're playing as at the time their viewpoint is what matters and everything mm. just kind of yeah. molds around that but what did you think of the multiple stuff I think uh, the having like the A and B and the New Game Plus stuff mm. I, that was kind of the first like the first time I remember it working so well for me you know what right. I mean like um, I don't do that many new game pluses but I was like desperate to try it on mm. this sort of thing um, and see from different perspectives and play as different characters and see how they react to stuff like mm-hmm. it was just interesting I thought it was a really nice way of doing it and having two campaigns in one so mm-hmm. you can play through one bit and be like whoa I've completed Resident Evil 2 and then be like oh my god <laughs> flip the page there's more yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no I really liked it and um, that they kind of meet in and out and come together and go mm-hmm. away again I thought I thought it was a nice interweaving story yeah yeah I, I definitely like love the idea of it I still enjoyed it in the moment it was mm. just I remember like people comparing it's like well if this scene happens from this guy's perspective and he sees this happen then this mm. can't happen from this person's mm-hmm. perspective no. and then it doesn't like line up or whatever I think it's too nice an idea to scrap on like mm. minor discrepancies as mm-hmm. much as it would be nice to have everything flow perfectly and have plots exactly line up we are in video game logic like. oh yeah totally I would still have preferred if they would have put I felt like there was effort put into the A and B scenarios, mm. but I would have loved it if just the B scenario was playing through the other person's A scenario mm. with new cutscenes that were rendered to make sense for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I know, like think of it as the kind of what if scenario, yep. because that way it would have been quite interesting to see Leon interact with like um, Shelly, uh, Sherry. Yeah, so yeah. It, like mm. that would have been interesting because that's mm. never happened before. Because mm. like, that, that's the thing. Sometimes they should like that chin link, fen- chin link fence mm-hmm. bit. Um, you know, you do see like, oh yeah, this is if you're playing as Claire, it's like, well, you get to see what like. 
from her point of view yeah. and then Leon's. Um, but then they also have like some sequences that are like you're going down the exact same corridor fighting the same enemy yeah. as both. And it's like, well, both these people weren't in the same position at the same time, so it doesn't really work. I mean, but, I'm fine know. with it for video game logic's yeah. sake. I mean, like, it's... I just thought if you're going to do an A and a B campaign, especially yeah. when RE2, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure in the original RE2, they were more designated separate things. Yes. And then, like, like I said, they were sharing items only through a locker or whatever. Um, that was something that like kind of didn't stick out, but I was aware of. I was just mm. like, oh, okay, well, I've already been here, so why am I here as this other character? Or whatever. It's, it's going to be interesting seeing if they are going to do the Resident Evil 3 remake, because obviously we've gone Have you from... not seen the news, Jules Gill? That, we, that it is happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's fine, but it's just a case of like, they've gone from two characters, then now they're going to be going back down to one Again? Maybe, well, on the um, the leak, bo- the new box art, it's um, Jill Valentine and Carlos Oliveira. Ah, uh, yeah, they, uh, they did have him, didn't yeah. they? I don't yeah. know if they're going to do the same like multiple playthrough story type stuff. Oh, there's a, there's maybe. a lot of like space for them to fill with that then, because obviously he is not in it for like uh, uh, it was like for, for ages. Fair, yeah, for a fair amount. Fair, mm. but fair play. Fair but play. still, I mean. In terms of the game engine, another point that I had down is like the general like gore tech. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, one of the gifts that did the rounds, or a little clip that did the rounds before launch, was someone unloading a shotgun into a zombie's chest. They fell over, and then their top half crawled away from yeah. their legs yeah. and came so after you good. anyway. And um, did you have any moments like that where you're like, "Holy words, I can't see on YouTube." <laughs> this is very messy and gory, but yeah. done very well. No, I, yeah, exactly. I think this is where my love for the mutant stuff comes in because mm. I think it was so gory and so <clears> proper, like icky. Like there was, everything was so <laughs> visceral, and the blood felt real. Um, the zombies like tearing themselves apart and having faces the and jaws come up yeah like I, it just felt so like ooh ooh that's disgusting <laughs> that's a proper zombie and like when you get bitten lots of thing yeah I, I really enjoyed it mm. I just thought it was uh, the best that they could have done especially yeah. when you watch the comparisons I think uh, there was one jaw one which I remember someone's jaw coming off really? I can't remember if it was from the first remake or from two but the, just the comparison was enough to be right. like holy smoke because like, I love um, yeah like I love the physics that they gave them because it's mm. like for me like obviously zombies are so easy to just be horde enemies mm. like there's loads of them you're going to mow through them like Dead Rising style or whatever um, but in this, like, yeah, every single independent part of them has physics. And I remember mm. even in the demo when they sort of like lumber towards you and you can tell that they're only their chest is being willed yeah. towards you. Everything else has been dragged mm. along and it's just like a whole new way to even do zombies. I'd like to see the sort of um, how they developed it all, like whether mm. they did actually put like a weight point on it. And then that was the thing. I that, think like, so. Like, it's very clever. Yeah. I enjoyed immensely like capping them in the knees and then <laughs> yeah. watching like a leg come off and just being like, Ouch! Yeah, did you, did Sucks you, to be you, brother. Did you spend time just like just seeing what the Gore Tech did? Like, because I've seen yes. those people just empty a shotgun until yeah. something's a torso. You can like, like yeah. just turn somebody into mulch. Like, <laughs> it's it's quite disgusting uh-huh. to be fair. But at the same time, the freedom to do it. It's just yeah. like I think the worst bit is when you think you've taken out a zombie. Oh, you've yeah. like unloaded a few clips into its like body and torso, mm. like whatever, in its face, and it's all like mangled. But then it grabs you and it does a close up, and you're like, oh god, I don't want to see my handy work. <laughs> like, come on. Because um, I guess that's like a wider thing as well about like the idea of zombies as enemies mm. um, because obviously in RE3 like Nemesis is a big deal and you're like and they had Mr. X in here which I wonder if they like put him in as like a bigger deal because then it varies things up it doesn't mean that it's just a zombie game mm. um, I think that they do the zombies exemplary exemplary yep. exemplarily exemplarily well that's a word exemplarily Exam- yeah. <laughs> it's not a word, but we'll say They it do them is. really well, Jules. Yeah, they do them really and well. Ash, and, uh, yeah, but I was going to say, what do you guys think of zombies being enemies in general? Because for so many mm. games, they are just fodder enemies. Like, you know, whether it's Left 4 Dead or Dead Rising or whatever, the way that they do them is way more considered. And I really appreciated the amount of effort that was put into this. It's definitely empowered the zombies, yes. as it were, because, like, it's very easy to describe uh, zombies as being pathetic. Um, right, but yeah. it's because they represent a pathetic human. It's kind mm. of like the, um, the quality of everything that makes a person human in the absence of. Yes. So, therefore the term pathetic isn't meant like as in uh, like a putting down thing it's just literally like there's no, there's a shell yeah they're soulless and I you don't have sympathy for these zombies mm. um, 
which I guess is probably the next thing to try and address in horror is making you feel sorry for the things that you're killing. Some of them, like, some of them, because they are so well detailed and designed and they have, like, everyday clothes on and stuff mm. and they are just sort of, like, just clawing towards you. That's all they're, quote-unquote, living for. There's, there it was, does kind of come through as, like, sad. There was actually one reference that made me, uh, not, like, emotional, but it was, like, a memory mm. like, of, like, uh, when I was younger playing this second one for the first time. And it's when you go down to this one alleyway, you see a woman wearing a red crop top and, uh, like, blue, like... Uh, like hot shorts, I don't mm. even know what you call hot them. pants. Hot pants, that's it. <laughs> Exemplary and, hot pants. And, um, uh, she is the was the cover, uh, oh, okay. like of the Resident Evil Two, like when it was doing a load of its um, campaign material back in like mm. 1998 or whenever it was. So mm. it's kind of like looking at that one zombie design and being like, oh wow, they've updated it for this right, one. Was yeah. actually like that's oh, like where wow. she ended up the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, fair play, fair play. That's what you think of zombie enemies. I think the zombies are great. I feel like they all feel individual and they all feel like mm. they have weight. I feel like coming up against them, there's not one that you're gonna face and be like, oh, easy pickings. Like mm -hmm. all of them feel like they've got the potential to absolutely ravage you, which is really good. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I think the one bit that got me. We're talking about sympathy for them. I, there was, there's a moment where you're in the the jail cells, like deep down, mm. when like, and you see them locked in their cells. Yeah. That was a bit where I was like, oh, oh, these but guys they're are just nice forever guys. stuck. And yeah. then, then they unlock, and you're like, oh wait, no, like, go back inside. Yeah, go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> when the first one went through, I wasted all my ammo going, like through them all through the grates. It's like, oh, it's really sad. But no, I think they they I think they all feel individual as well because sometimes you can face so many of the same copy over and over again. Like obviously they're similar, but like I don't know. I just feel like it's not a wave or a horde. It's like one single one at a time or if you're fight, fighting three or a couple in a corridor it feels like oh my god yeah, yeah. man well it's, it's kind of like, is the opposite of like a world war z it's not yeah. a wave of them yeah like yeah i don't think i ever had a single duplicate there probably are in there but i yeah, don't feel I like i shot the same one twice but i i love the fact that there's like if you go into a room and there's more than two of them, mm. your heart is literally like, okay, well, I've got to really like plan this out because mm. like I'm gonna waste like potentially ten bullets if mm. I shit this mm -hmm. like guy in the chest a few times. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they make them feel empowered in that sense, which is lovely. And for me, that's one of the biggest like positives is that they made what is a like a twenty year old game like just feel fresh and like a zombie experience feel mm. fresh again. It's the sound design as well. Yes, like mm. hearing the like especially the female zombies. I don't know mm. who were the voice actresses for them, but doing those screams and wails, it's like guttural. Like somebody was like, playing me the audio clips and was like, "It's death metal." It's, it, it, was, it was like it was like wet, and that's the, <laughs> I know it's weird. Is that's the way to describe it? It mm. was a wet scream because it was Ugh. coming from a throat was kind of like gargling blood. I liked um, Birkin like just sort of yelling and screaming because he doesn't want to, at that point yeah. you find him the first time he yeah. doesn't want to do any of it and like I mean they mostly carry that through but like yeah the sound design on him as well is like mm. retch like, he's mm. retching and he's struggling mm. and everything else um, but yeah I mean in general like we all thought it was one of the best games of 2019. Everybody yeah. had it on their list to varying different degrees and obviously it got to the top in the end. So yeah closing comments we're big fans of Resident Definitely. Evil. Definitely. <laughs> but yeah let us what you think down in the comments below of Resident Evil 2 or come find us on social media if you're listening along on the audio platforms for now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast, and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you very much for having me. And Ash Millman. Thank you very much for having me. And I'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 